hello, and welcome to this new episode of Head and Heart, a podcast by Probe Ministries. I'm your host today, Paul Rutherford. We're going to be talking about leading with a limp. Today's episode is titled Leading with a Limp. We're going to be talking about the ideas of transparency and authenticity and why it's critical for any Christ follower, especially if you're leading or in leadership. And I'm going to be having this conversation with Sue Bolin. Sue, you're in studio. Glad to have you. Oh, what a joy to be here. It's always good to be back with you. (laughs) Um, Always fun when we get to hang out and do these episodes together. So that's the plan for today, and I'm glad to be having it. Listener, if you haven't heard of Probe Ministries before, we're an equipping apologetics Christian worldview ministry. Check out our website at probe.org. There's lots of resources there uh, about lots and lots of topics, answers to questions, addressing hard issues in the Bible, hard and difficult, also heart issues as well. So uh, always recommend you check out that resource, probe.org. So today's episode, Leading with a Limp, I'm going to be talking with you, Sue, in particular, because you have uh, a particular area of expertise, which mm. I want to get to in just a second. But before I do, mm-hmm. can you give our brand new listener a quick mini bio on you and what your role is around here at Probe? Well, I get to be a writer and speaker, and I am the web mistress, so I get to caretake Probe.org. I've been saying for years, I have three children. I have two sons and a website. Uh, and I love, I love, love, love doing that. My main area is relationships, sexuality, and, well, you know, kind of the soft edges of being relational. So um, actually, that whole thing about sexuality, I am the reason that Probe Ministries was designated a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center because I love God's good design for sex and marriage, sexuality, gender, and because we are very stubborn in aligning with what God has said. We've been canceled and excoriated as a hate group because we disagree with the cultural narrative. And as a matter of fact, that's what got me in the trouble, I think, that I'm in. Let me just go ahead and explain. If anybody has heard me on Head and Heart podcast or the, the Probe podcast or our radio, this is not the voice that I've always had. Um, it's, I am, have a real definite speech impediment for a window of time because about two months ago, I was diagnosed with tongue cancer for absolutely no reason, none of the markers that generally lead to tongue cancer. Uh, and six weeks ago, I had a very intrusive surgery that they cut out a chunk of my tongue to get rid of the cancer. Wow, I'm so sorry. Thank you. Uh, it's been hard. Uh, the recovery has been difficult. And, I'm sure, very difficult. Um, my tongue is swollen. And it's a different shape and size than it was before. I have, I have a speech impediment now that is, I believe, by the grace of God, will be temporary. Um, that's what the surgeon has indicated. But because um, we want to talk about leading with a limp, about being transparent and authentic, I asked for the privilege of coming and talking to you while I'm in a place of what would ordinarily be profound embarrassment and shame for me. I'm a professional speaker. This is not the voice of a professional speaker, but I have an opportunity right now to take the mask off 
and be very transparent. This is what it sounds like to be recovering from tongue cancer. And um, I asked for the privilege of talking with you about that so that I could just be very free about not hanging on to what I want people to hear or see in me, but this is the reality. And what this has to do with the Southern Poverty Law Center and being decried as a hate group is that as soon as I was diagnosed with tongue cancer, one of the probe wives said something that was so good to me. She said, for years you have been outspoken for God's truth and the enemy wanted to silence you. What better way than to go after your tongue? Um, even just as a symbol of you need to shut up and I won't. Um, so I'm just going to keep proclaiming God's goodness and the beauty of his design and his plan. And it cost me my tongue, um, and it's worth it. That's incredible. Just incredible. <laughs> so your testimony, your story, what you're doing, even this very moment is just an incredible testimony, incredible witness to you living with transparency and authenticity. You were leading out of your limp, mm -hmm. in this case, a metaphorical limp with your tongue. And thank you for explaining that connection. And you indeed do uh, author a lot of the posts at probe.org about human sexuality, homosexuality, transgender, a lot of sexuality issues. You do post a lot of those articles. And also, by the way, while you're the author of them, the rest of us all on probe staff carry the same position. We stand mm -hmm. by you. Even though you author those articles that have drawn a lot of hate, it's not about you, the person. It really is about the organization because we will unabashedly take the biblical position. What the scriptures say, we're going to stick to it. And I admire your spirit there, Sue, that you're <laughs> not going to shut up. You're not going to quit. You're going to keep speaking out. Mm -hmm. And the gates of hell will not prevail against <laughs> Jesus Christ. Amen. They will Amen. not. And they cannot. Hey, I want to back up a half a step. Uh, we talked about the fact that the title for this podcast is Leading with a Limp, which is a great, great phrase, which is why I'm sure Dan Allender picked it for the title of his book. Right. Um, we're not talking about Dan Allender today. Not the plan. Uh, we're talking really about transparency and authenticity, but that phrase is particularly poignant for me, because I'm a polio survivor, I have walked every step of my life with a physical limp. And that's been the interesting thing to be at this point where God said, basically, okay, you have shown that you can glorify me through the limp of your gait. Are you willing to trust me to glorify me through the limp of your tongue? And, and so I, I have this double holy limp now. <laughs> and so... Here we are. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. And it, it's so good. Thank you for adding that clarification, which is true. We're not planning to talk about Dan Allender's book. If you're looking for that, you're going to have to Sorry. look elsewhere. <laughs> I own that book. I look forward to reading that book one day. But our plan for today is to talk about how leading with a limp is good for your relationship with the Lord. And so, um, Sue, my guest today on Head and Heart Podcast, I'm Paul. I'm your host that this new podcast by Probe Ministries, we are talking about leading with a limp, the importance of transparency and authenticity. So, uh, so Sue, let's take the first step into the content of the conversation and let's simply do defining terms. Mm -hmm. When you say it's important to be transparent, it's important to be authentic, what do you mean by those words? By the way, that's the first killer question of one of my favorite Articles on the whole website is a good one. four killer questions. What do you mean by that? Let's define your terms. So transparency is 
about when people know what you're feeling, how you're reacting, because you don't have a mask on. You're not hiding behind a wall. What you see is what you get. And there is no opacity. There's a difference between being a window and being a wall. And so when we're transparent, we let the light shine through us. Jesus was 100% window and no wall. There was no opaque parts of him that he could hide behind. He was 100% transparent window, and the Father just shone through him. And when we follow that lead and we allow Jesus to shine through us, we're being transparent. And another thing about transparency is windows are not self-aware. They don't go, okay, so I'm being really, really clear and and um, non-opaque today. They just are. And the light just shines through them. That's funny. <laughs> so as a matter of fact, before my surgery, I asked the Lord to give me something that I could grab a hold of literally from the moment I woke up because I was really afraid I would wake up in really bad pain. And then through the recovery and, and the hard part of being on the other part of the surgery, and what the Lord gave me was be a window. Just let me shine through you. Abide in me so closely that you're focused on me, not how are you doing and how are you being. And so when we're transparent, we're just allowing God to shine through us. I love that. So it sounds like you're drawing on the language of Matthew 5. I think it's verse 16, where Jesus says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. And the thing is, Jesus said he was the light of the world, and so are we. But we're like the moon, as opposed to the sun, right? Jesus is the sun. He radiates the light. We Mm -hmm. reflect it. We have no light um, producing capabilities of our own, but we can allow him to shine through us. And that's one of the beautiful things about being transparent. The other thing about authenticity is that um, it's the opposite of fake. It's the real thing. It's when we are the same person, whether we're on social media or in our house or at church, we're all the you know the same person all the time. We're we're the same person with our family and with strangers, and we're the real deal as opposed to promoting an image. Okay, so what I hear you saying is transparency is being a window, mm-hmm. not opaque, which is people can see into your life. They know what you believe. They know how you feel. They know what you think. Yeah. There's nothing you're, there's nothing that's necessarily off limits or that you're, you're hiding from others. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing I heard you say. And then the second one in terms of authenticity, authenticity is being genuine, the real deal. You're not right. lying about other things. You're not leading on. You're not, there's no pretense. There's nothing, there's nothing like that. What you see is what you get. Am I hearing you right? You are. You just nailed it. Thank you for that clarification. One of the nice things about being transparent and authentic is that if you start having memory issues, you don't have to remember what you told to whoever and to keep your story straight. You're just being yourself all the time. You know, that's, I'm about to celebrate my 70th birthday. I don't know Woo-hoo. how that happened. Happy birthday. Thanks. Um, and 
I don't know how I got this old so fast, but um, I, I need to think about that in you know, this getting older thing. And so <laughs> it's easier to just live transparently and authentically. <laughs> then I don't have to remember what I told, who I told what to. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so for me, living transparently was a transformative experience. It I was want to hear about something that. that I did not. No one, I think, no one inherently does this. Let me let me let me just say, I'll add that. No one, no one does this. This is this is either you might call a skill or a character thing. So it's what I mean by skill is it's a learned behavior, mm-hmm. which is usually discipled into you by someone older and mature than you in the faith. Um, and then the second part to that I would say is this happens as a it's a. I would guess I would add it to the spirit, to the fruit of the spirit in Galatians five, that this is a manifestation of the spirit working himself out in you. Mm. Um, and all that to say, just growing up, I didn't get that modeled a whole lot for me. Um, I'll add something to what you just defined about transparency and authenticity in terms of, I think the the key indicator there is confession. Oh, is con- or in particular confession of sin. In particular, like to be very specific, to put uh, a concrete example or illustration here, just the openness of me talking about my sin and my issues with other people was something I didn't grow up around. I didn't see practiced. And so it wasn't something that I learned until my mid 20s when I found myself in the throes of an Internet porn addiction. Mm -hmm. And I was like, my life is wrecked. I need help. I ended up in recovery, found a good church that was hosting that. And through that recovery process, learned about the importance of confession, using my mouth to speak about what I'm having problems with to other human living beings, men in particular, uh, about the nature of my problems and the nature of my sin and, and bringing the Lord into that to forgive me of my sin, 1 John 1, 12, to cleanse me from all unrighteousness so that I can be who he's made me to be and do what he wants me to do. Transformative experience for me. And like the power of living in that confession and living transparently and authentically with other believers has absolutely changed my life. You're pretty shiny with Jesus, Paul. And that's one of the reasons why is because of how open you are about what an incredible tool confession is. I want to ask you, what kind of freedom did it bring you to live transparently, authentically, out of a place of confession? Yeah, that's a great question, because I think that's the primary benefit of living transparently and authentically. You just mentioned a second ago that when you're authentic, one of the benefits is you don't have to remember what you said. Mm-hmm. You don't have to remember, did I say this to that person? And that and that way you can get your stories. You don't need to remember that. But in this case, as I think in all cases with uh, with the power of confession and forgiveness, is, is freedom. Like, I think you nailed it. It's, it's tremendous. It's difficult to describe how significant the freedom was for me and how that freed me to be known by others and to be known by others. Uh, it's, it's tremendous. It's, it's like weight is lifted. That's the cliche, but it's true. It, it's, there's an emotional aspect where it's just, there's less begrudgery. There's less anxiety. I feel lighter. I feel, I, I guess I feel more excited about tomorrow. I feel more excited about today. Mm-hmm. I feel more excited about relationships. I feel more excited about God's purpose in my life. Those are some of the ways the freedom manifested itself for me. But I'm not the only one whose life has been changed by the power of transparency. And you know the significance of it, Sue. So maybe my next question for you here in this segment of Leading with a Limp, this podcast by Head and Heart. I'm your host today, Paul Rutherford. Sue Bowling, you're in studio with me. Why is this important? Why is this something that is significant to learn to do? Well, I think Christ followers are called to um, to bear the fruit of Christ-likeness 
And the more we are transparent and authentic and we allow, we abide in him and we allow him to express his life through us, other people get to see the beauty and the glory and the majesty of the Lord Jesus Christ through us because we're being a window rather than a wall. And um, what a privilege to be able to model kingdom living to other people and to show others the beauty and the glory of, like you said, the freedom, the lightness of spirit when you're not carrying um, the weight of sin, when you are just living in openness. And I mean, that's one of the things I love being a mentor for people who are sharing their confession of sin. And I see the physical change that overcomes them when there's this lightness, the the weight is almost physical and dropping off of them. And I get to be, I, I get a front row seat to seeing that happen. And then what that means for me is that I get to live that way on a daily basis. I'm not weighed down by the darkness of hidden sin or carrying things that were never meant to be carried because Jesus says, come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You've just put your burden on me. And there's a beauty in that of just letting him have it all instead of trying to carry it ourselves. Mm, That's so good. That's so good. I love that. That's Matthew 11, I think, isn't it? Where Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden and come unto me. Yeah, man, I I love that. Um, And as I was talking a minute ago about my experience learning to live transparently, Sue, um, and by the way, listener, further resource, uh, I just released a radio program, which you probably should be able to find on our website as a radio podcast or on your podcast app. I think it's Confessions of a Missionary Addicted to Porn. And that is a different segment, a different model, but the similar resource. I talk a lot about the, well, I tell the worldview lessons that I learned about struggling with internet pornography addiction for years. So extra recommended resource for you there. Okay. Let me interrupt you on that. One of the reasons I respect you so highly is that you are willing to record a radio program and put the article, the transcript on our website well, you've got so many people who would say, oh, no, 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 you, you keep that secret until the grave, mm. and you refuse that kind of worldly counsel mm. because um, you are in full-time ministry. Yes, I am. And you're in leadership, and you are modeling what openness and transparency looks like rather than, I mean, internet porn is is such a huge issue. Huge that it's the vast, vast majority of men and a growing number of women are absolutely imprisoned by it. And you walk in the freedom of having come out on the other side. It's like, you can live without this. Mm-hmm. And you don't have that anymore. Mm-mm. What what a beautiful message of hope mm. to other people. I'm so grateful for your willingness to do something that very few would would do i i you're very kind to say that i i appreciate that <laughs> i did not prompt her to say that by the way and it, she's not getting paid for that that was very kind of you to say that thank you sue uh yeah you know if i could i, I look at it like john three thirty. 
I've got to decrease and he's got to increase. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the things the Lord has taught me through my my recovery journey is that my sin doesn't define me. <laughs> no. Which is part of the freedom we were talking about a second yes. ago. The fact that I screwed up repeatedly for years in internet pornography addiction isn't who I am. And it doesn't prevent me from being usable by the king. In fact, if anything, it gives him glory because he took a wretched porn addict and is using him to proclaim God's goodness, which is what I do. <laughs> so good. And it, you know, and it feels good. It feels good to do what I, and I, I believe it feels good because I'm doing what I was created to do, which is to give God glory, mm-hmm. which is my whole point. And you can do that too, listener. That's part of what we're exhorting you to today, to either practice confession, find someone in your small group at your church, especially if you are wrestling with an addiction, please take the first step. Tell somebody, tell your spouse, if you're married, tell your best friend, find somebody and tell somebody, live in the light as you were talking about a second ago, Sue. There is so much freedom that comes from confessing your sin, even if it's to someone you don't know. And I would just want to invite anybody who would love to share the burden of unconfessed sin with someone, I am a safe place. Sue at probe.org. Write to me. (laughs) That was very good. I appreciate that. And Sue, will you repeat that address one more time? Yeah. Sue, as I'm working on my S's, S-U-E at probe.org. Feel free to write me and confess and I will pray for you and never tell the soul. Um, it starts there. There is so much freedom in taking the mask off. One of the things I love about our church is that we have trash cans throughout the campus. And I've been saying for years, we welcome people in the door with their masks. Hey, we're glad you're here. Come on in with your masks. And then when you've been walking with us for a while, we'll point to the trash cans and invite you to take them off and dump them. (laughs) It's so much easier to live without a mask, which was one of the big takeaways from the pandemic, right? Oh, I love having not uh, not having a mask anymore. (laughs) That was a good one. I see what you did there. Uh I like that. I like that. Yeah, but for you, listener, especially if you're a first timer, you should also know that Sue and I do happen to go to the same local church. And that, and I agree with you, Sue. That's one thing I love about about our church, and uh, and it's one of the beauties I think of not just our particular body, but any church, mm-hmm. any any believer in Jesus who's practicing biblical confession and walking in freedom. There's a ton of freedom there. You don't need to wear a mask. You can, if this is your issue, you can find a good church where people are being real about their struggles and giving it to God, to trust Him to change them, to trust Him with freedom, to trust Him with the power to walk in that freedom, and to know that He defines them, not their sin. It's a huge, it's a big shift. It's a, it's a worldview shift. I guess that's the mm-hmm. worldview shift we're after today, mm-hmm. is that your sin doesn't define you. Take nope. off the mask. As you're sharing that, I'm reminded of Peter, um, whose foibles were recorded in the Gospels. Well, in, in the book of Acts as well. He was, he was a hot mess until Jesus got a hold of him. And then he was Jesus' hot mess. But you see this growth happen. And by the time he writes his pastoral epistles, he has matured, and there's this wonderful beauty in Peter that comes out of knowing everybody knew what a mess I was, and Jesus changed me. And it's like that line out of The Chosen. I was one way, and then I'm different. And the, you know, what the only made thing the- in between was him. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I know it. I love That's The Chosen. It. Absolutely. You know, so you see the change in Peter 
over time, and that's possible for all of us. What, what a beautiful invitation to living an authentic life that brings glory to God. And not just that, but we're a whole lot more fun and wonderful to be around if we're living in transparency and authenticity. Agreed. If we're leading with a limp, it's a lot easier to hang around with real people rather than those who are managing their image. Yeah, good point. It's way more fun. I'll speak for myself and I'll say it's more fun. I enjoy it too. And so uh, to tie some of these elements together for leadership, which is the title for this podcast today, Sue, the whatever sphere in which you're leading, because you are leading somewhere you have Mm -hmm. where leadership I would define as influence. I stole that from John Maxwell. Mm -hmm. If leadership is influence, you have influence in your life listener somewhere. And so you are leading somewhere and wherever that is, we're extolling you to take the mask off, to be a light that shines Matthew five and to do so with transparency and authenticity because you're going to have a greater impact. You're going to glorify God more and it's going to be freer and more fun for you. Boom. There's all your benefits. There you go. How fun is that? Life gets better when you live that way. (laughs) It gets so much better that way. Sue, this has been a delightful conversation, really fun by someone who has lived this lifestyle, the lifestyle of living transparently and authentically who leads with a limp. uh, And and walks with a limp. And walks with a limp. An actual (laughs) physical limp because you are a polio survivor from many, many years ago. And then even now today, the transparency that you are living out by having this podcast recorded right now Mm -hmm. because of your tongue not being in its best shape it's ever been um, is a fantastic witness to to your genuineness and your authenticity. Mm -hmm. And I admire that a ton about you. I've grown a ton in that myself because of you in my life, which is 100% true. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it will be very interesting the next time we are in this studio recording a Head and Heart podcast because the swelling in my tongue will have been gone by then. And I will probably be at my new normal, which the surgeon says people won't be able to tell. Oh, okay, that sounds really good. Wow, that sounds great. There will be a difference between this podcast and the next one. And I'm grateful for that. Um, hope of of restoration. So mm, so good. And listener, you can check out our other radio podcasts on the Probe Radio Podcast. You can use the same platform to go find that. Check us out on our website, probe.org. Check out the TV show, The Chosen. I think it's an app you can find on your mobile devices, smartphones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a fantastic TV show I really love. I don't necessarily agree with everything they're saying, but I think it's a great show, definitely worth looking at and watching. And uh, if not, just edifying your own your own faith journey. Sue Bowen, thanks for joining me. This has been a great conversation today. And uh, listener, we will see you next time on the next episode of Head and Heart. Mm-hmm.